fucking phone with me live on Metal Devastation fucking radio. I have Dawn of Eternity. Dude, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Good to be here. Fuck yeah, dude. So, uh, tell everybody, man, what's going on in the world of Dawn of Eternity, man? Um, well, we just released our uh, second track off of our upcoming album. We don't even have a date for the album. I'm, I'm thinking maybe early December. Uh, you played it earlier. You've been playing it. We actually gave you the track for anybody. So, uh... We're just uh, just released that officially today, and like I said, we don't have a date yet for the album. But that's the good thing about today's world is you could release an album like me. I could release one in ten minutes if I want, and it could be everywhere, you know. So uh, pretty much, we got that going on, and just uh, getting trying to get show ready, trying to make sure everything sounds good because we do want to do some kind of release show, like uh, probably early December. But uh, other than that, you know, just real life, man. Just you know. This isn't obviously a full-time job for us. We do this for fun because we love it. So it's uh, it's it's cool when I get to hear my song or our song on uh, like a radio station like yours. I'm like I don't know, it never gets old. Man. I never get tired. So just thank you for, for always playing our songs, man. Fuck Appreciate yeah, dude. It. Hell yeah, dude. Well, we fucking love that shit, man. Fucking. Oh, uh, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. But uh, actually, I'm I'm kind of curious. Uh, how how long have you been doing this station and all that? Because we um. You know, I was just kind of cruising around the net, and I stumbled upon Metal Devastation Radio. And actually, my uh, my first show that I heard of yours was when that interview went wrong, and it was all funny. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was the first time I heard. And I, I just been I've been hooked. Like I listen every every Friday. Like I enjoy it. So I'm just kind of curious, like how long this has been going on. I felt like I missed out most of my life. Well, I was uh, I was DJing on another station for uh, for a while before I broke off and started Metal Devastation Radio. But Metal Devastation Radio itself, actually, just yesterday was a five year anniversary. Oh, nice, nice. It sounds like it seems like it's, it's getting bigger and growing too. So that's that's good. Hell yeah, man! Fucking all, all the time. Hell man. yeah, it's fucking cool. Yeah, man. it's cool, man. Well, hopefully, it gets. Uh, Hopefully it gets so huge you don't even want to talk to people like me anymore, you know? <laughs> no, no. That, that, that would never happen. What I hope is that one day it gets big enough to where I don't have to fucking go work in a factory every fucking day. But. Oh, I feel you on that, man. I worked for UPS for like eight years, and my back, I, I still don't have a back because of that shit. Man. Dude. So I, I feel you, man. Hopefully, hopefully it happens. Oh, my condolences on that toothache. I was just, I was, man, you were right. There is nothing worse than a fucking toothache, man. I, I, I would rather have my nuts ripped open like you did Dude. and have the doctor just pull both out and just shove needles in them than to have one fucking toothache. I'm telling That's you, That's the man. worst, man. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, men, we're, we complain about, like, you know, women, they get birth and stuff, and they do it like nothing, but we, we stub our toes and we're crying, you know, which is how it is. <laughs> yeah, when I was at the doctor's uh, yesterday, and she was giving me shots. She uh, she's like, "Okay, now now get ready because these shots are pretty big." And um, I'm like, "Yeah, okay." And right before she put it in, she's she's like, "You know, most guys that come in here with tattoos and stuff, I'm always I always think it's funny because the guys with the tattoos always start crying when I give them these shots." And I just kind of chuckled. I said, "I said, darling, it ain't got nothing on what this tooth is doing to me right now." Oh man, I definitely feel your pain. And that's the thing, though. Like you, you, 
even when you have tooth pain and it goes away for a while, it's always going to come back. You always think you're in the clear, like you put it off and it always fucking comes back. And I and you're dealing with that. Now, I know, me, I'm on borrowed time right now myself, so I'm, I'm hearing your story inspired me that I got to get some shit fixed too, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, but, uh, yeah, man, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Hope we get that taken care of, man, because I know that's why that's the worst fucking thing. All of you out there, if you do not have teeth pain right now, please keep going to the dentist. You know, you don't want that shit. Take it from me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, um, so, uh, hey, let's, let's get it going. Anybody in the chat room, what's up? What's up there in the chat? Usually I've been there. Oh, I'm yeah. not in there right now just because I wanted to, uh, I didn't want to actually read if there's any questions. I want you to throw them at me. That way I don't I don't have time to prepare. I can make a fool of myself. Whatever happens, happens, you know? Yeah, we got some so questions, man. In the chat. We definitely cool. got some questions for you. Uh, first one, Jinster Bush wants to know, do you guys like garlic when cooking? Oh, hell yeah. I could eat garlic like an apple. I could eat an onion like an apple. I love that <laughs> shit. Keeps, uh... Oh, yeah. I always hear it keeps mosquitoes away, but I don't believe that shit. I yeah, don't believe that one. Yeah, day. I don't know. I eat garlic all the time, and I still get fucking ate up by mosquitoes, so. Yeah, but garlic, that's, uh, I, I love garlic, man. There, there really isn't, there really isn't, uh, something that I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat shit, but other than that, I'll pretty much eat anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another question, uh, Jinster Bush wants to know, uh, what's your favorite beverage? Uh, I guess this would be a boring answer, but mine is is just good old fashioned orange juice. I used to drink a ton, and I can't drink anymore just because I just used to overdo it every day for like I don't know how long. But orange juice right now—that's what I'm partying on. Oh yeah, that and water. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Uh, I mean, you can't keep up that lifestyle forever. But for me, it just starts to catch up to me. So now I'm an orange juice and water kind of guy. Right on, dude. Another question from uh, from Jinster is he wants to know, is flaw metal really a subgenre of metal, or is it one of Spanish guitar art? <laughs> is it what metal? Flaw metal. How do you spell that? F-A-L, F-L-A metal. Flaw metal. Flaw metal. <laughs> like flaw flamingo. Metal. Oh... I don't Honestly, know. like I don't know. I don't think I'm qualified to answer that question. To be honest, uh, yeah, I, I have... think I think yeah, everything's a genre now. If you if you say it's a genre, it's a genre. I've heard so many, I don't even know. <laughs> Another question from the chat: Vicky well, Grandy wants to know uh, who are your influences. Um, let's see. As far as musically, definitely we all. There's three of us right now. Uh, I can speak for myself. I love bands like At The Gates, In Flames, Dark Tranquility, obviously Metallica, Slayer, Pantera, it goes on and on. But I also, I have a lot of influences that aren't even metal. Like, I love just all kinds of things. I love Prince. I love, uh, who else? Gene Brown. I love uh, this band called The Smith. Just, like, all death tones, all kinds of things, man. But, uh, non like, as far as uh, not bands, definitely my grandfather... And my, my dad, actually, they're the reasons why I even play, uh, play music. I play drums in the band, and uh, I play drums live, but as far as the music goes, I also write a lot of the guitars and bass. I started out as a bass player when I was, I'd say, maybe 10 or 11. My dad got me a bass, 
he used to get drunk and just teach me how to play. He'd be sitting there like, go like this, blah, 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 blah. So I tried to, you know, I started learning how to play. And then, uh, but my dad has been a drummer since he was five. And uh, my man, my dad is a badass drummer, honestly. Like, if he didn't screw up and have me, like, he could have been, like, a badass, full-on, touring, good-ass musician, you know? And uh, I've, I've always watched him play, and I don't know if it's just because I watched him play, um, I, I don't ever remember not knowing how to keep a beat on drums. Like, I feel like the first time I sat on a drum set, I was able to just play. So, uh, basically, my dad got me into music, and then my grandfather, he... You know how how well back uh, old school days, like he only went up to second grade. He had to get a job already, and somehow he was like, "I need to, I need to find a way to make money." He had a bunch of kids. Somehow he taught himself to play a bunch of uh, instruments. Started a family band. They they made money playing uh like Latin jazz type of music. To me, it sounds like circus music, but that that was a style back then. And uh, you know, I just always been around instruments. Always been around saxophones, keyboards. Uh, drums, bass, guitars, just everything. So I was, uh, I guess you could say I was blessed to be around all that because music pretty much, it's gotten me into some trouble, but it's for the most part kept me out of trouble. So I'll, I'll always be appreciative of that. Fuck yeah, man. Hell yeah. All right, another question from the chat. Uh, Bad Wizard wants, well, he, he Bad Wizard wants you to know he loves the new tune. Uh, he got it on Bandcamp, and uh, he's asking, when are you guys going on tour and coming to Chicago? I guess we're, we're going to see what happens. Um, I mean, as, as far as right now, if we went to Chicago, he'd probably be the only guy there. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we're willing to play anywhere. If an opportunity presents itself, we will definitely love to play other places than here. I mean, we, we actually, we play a lot of uh, shows in our home area, like Orange County area. Uh, I, I, we, we're based in Anaheim. And I'm not, to be honest, like, I'm not really, like, a big fan of the scene around here just because it feels like it's more competitive versus, like, fun. So, I mean, I notice, like, every time we branch off and play farther and farther and farther, it just seems a lot more fun. So, if we can make it to Chicago, we definitely would. I'm, I'm definitely down to eat some pizza over there, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about the local scene there and what it's like, man. Um... I mean, I don't want to bash the thing that I come from, but <laughs> I, I mean, I have been in the I have been in this game for a long time, man. Like I've played in other bands other than this one. This is going to be our second release, but I mean, I was a guitar player before I joined this band with uh, drums. And there are a lot of cool people in there, but there's also a lot of uh, I don't want to say ego, but I just notice there's a lot of people that are like, hey, what's up? Love your band, but then when they're looking at you, they're mainly critiquing you, like, oh man, that's easy to play, I could do that, it's that thoughts, you know, whatever. And that's just how it is, it's, it just feels very competitive around here, like, everybody turns around, and, and I, I mean, I personally know guys that would only download illegally and, and try to get your music like that, but then they'll turn around and beg other people to buy their album. You know, it's just, I don't know, I just feel there's a lot of that, and I, I wish it would change. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, it feels like we're all guilty of that a little bit but where I'm from. But maybe that's just the area I'm in. I don't know. But like I said, not trying to bash my own my own area. But if you're fr if you're listening to this right now and you live around where we do, you know I'm telling the truth. Don't start crying to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm going to give you exactly what I think, and that's, that's what it is. Well, yeah, that is pretty fucked up when people, uh, you know, when they, when they, well, 
Or they want to download some shit for free, but then they want everybody else to pay them. Dude, I, uh, one of our ex, uh, ex band members was like that, and I remember being embarrassed. Like, man, how is this guy? My, like, how can I look someone in the face and be like, hey, man, you know, we got this. If you guys want to buy some shirts or whatever, but then I got a dude that's like, oh, I'm trying to get everything for free. So, I mean, we don't associate with that guy no more, so I can say all that. But um, you know, I don't know. That's just. This is how it is. Music isn't the same. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. That's just, I guess, everything in life. But, I mean, that's why we do it for fun. If you don't do it for fun, I always hear once you get signed up and it becomes a job, it's no longer fun. So I'm trying to keep this as fun as long as possible because if I'm not having fun doing this, there's really no point. This is supposed to be my getaway from real life, you know? No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure, you know what that's like. I hear you every weekend talking about how doing your radio show how that's kind of just like a break from reality so I know you know exactly what I'm talking about oh definitely man definitely yeah, yeah. same thing with this like I mean if this turned into an actual job it would change a lot of different things about it you know I'd probably have to you know really I don't know I guess you'd have to buckle down and follow some rules and stuff you know and do things yeah. a little bit differently and it might not be as fun but uh, I don't know I still probably might prefer prefer to do this than the fucking factory but I don't know <laughs> I, I think yeah I, coming from a guy who worked in the factory factory I think uh, but it would definitely be different. I think, you know, honestly I think I would take a toothache over working at uh, UPS again to be honest <laughs> Jesus That's... yeah it was pretty it was pretty crazy alright some more questions from the chat room uh, speaking of touring man they're, they're, now they're all coming in because uh, Jinster wants to see you guys in Germany and uh, Vicky wants to see you guys in Canada hey I would love to go to both of those I mean I, if I can make it out there I can, I can make it anywhere you know but my, uh, my girlfriend would love that she's always she's always wanting me to travel let's travel let's go here let's do that and if music can get me to to get her somewhere, then I would definitely love to play those places. I mean, I know there's a lot of good people out there in the world. I'm trying to change a lot of the way I think. Most of my life, you know, I think it's just from the environment that I'm from, because I mean, I don't know what it is about the Southern California thing. I, I just feel like it's so competitive, and it's just every man for himself, and that's how I've been for the last, for most of my life. It's just, you don't trust nobody. You think everybody's out to get you, and all this. And I know there's a lot of good people out there. Even even uh, when I first signed up for the Metal Devastation chat room, I'm kind of just chilling in the back. I'm like that dude at the club who's just sitting up, standing against the wall, like, watching everybody have fun. And then I realized, like, hey, man, every, everybody's cool here. And I, I realized there's a lot of people from all over the place in there. And, I, you know, that's just uh, that's something I'm trying to change. So I would love to play anywhere I can. If I could travel somewhere, I'll definitely do it. Fuck yeah. We're open to anything. Fuck yeah, dude. Right on, man. Another question uh, off-topic from Megan. She wants to know, what are your favorite horror movies and monsters? <laughs> I knew that was coming. So <laughs> I got that always prepared. asks it. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite uh, my favorite character definitely is Freddy Krueger. I love the, the whole Nightmare on Elm Street is like my, my favorite shit. I, I love the, uh, the first two movies, how he's kind of dark and kind of like more evil. Then after that, he just gets hilarious and fun. Like, I love, I love all that shit, man, but... I'm also, you know, I'm, I love the Halloween movies. I love the Friday the 13th movies. I just, I love all that shit. I, I, I can't wait for that new Halloween movie to come out also. That's going to be, I think it's going to be good. It should be. Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And also, before, before somebody asks, let me, let me just beat you guys to it. None of us have gotten STD while on tour. 
<laughs> At least not one that you couldn't hear. <laughs> no, no, but I, I know that's going to come sometime to you. I've been in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another another classic question is who taps the most groupies in the band? Oh damn! I don't know. I think it's uh. Everybody's married. Definitely. Well, my girlfriend's in the other room listening, so definitely I lost. <laughs> but it's a. I'm gonna say it's a three-way tie, man. It's like I mean, what what can go lower than zero? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is. Uh, every show we played. There's probably, I'd say maybe like two females in the crowd, and it's usually they're there with boyfriends. So it's kind of hard to, you know, work your magic when, it, when it's like that, but it's okay. I, I mean, I, that beats an FTD, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it's really about that kind of shit anymore nowadays. I mean, uh, it's, you know. I don't think so either. Yeah, not the 70s not. and 80s anymore. Like, that was, that shit kind of, nah. that, that pretty much died off when AIDS came into the fucking uh, picture, I think. Yeah, we definitely missed out on all the fun. <laughs> well, uh, hell yeah. Another question, man. Uh, I, I always like to ask everybody, dude. What's one of the craziest fucked up things that you've seen so far uh, in your uh, career as a musician, man? Oh shit. Um, actually, man, like my whole just overall experience playing metal, it's like I feel like. Just over, I mean, I should be, remember that movie Anvil, how it kind of seemed like it was, oh man, poor mm-hmm. guy, we should be that, that could be us. Uh, we've, we've been, this is our, let's see, this is going to be our second release, but the first two releases we ever did, the first one actually never even came out because the studio guy completely ripped us off and never gave us our songs, we paid him everything and he fled. The second one, we kind of worked with, uh, some dude who was, he thought he was like Bob Rock, but he really wasn't. He was just some dude with like a laptop, basically. And he would, it was funny, like he would read a book. He had this book on how to record. He would read one chapter and he was like, man, I learned so much now, so I'm gonna have to raise my rate. And it's like, we spent so much money on an album that we weren't happy with. Just, there's so many things like that, like playing shows where you think it's gonna be a big show and then you get there and there's like one person in the crowd. We have a show that we always call our Willie Nelson moment. Because we played at this one bar, literally nobody there except one guy who looked just like Willie Nelson, and he wasn't even there to watch us. He had his back turned up. He was just there to drink some beer. So there's just been a lot of stuff like that, man. This, uh, but there, are, there have been a lot of good moments too. I'm not gonna lie, but for some reason I only remember the bad. <laughs> so you know, uh, overall, overall, I wouldn't change a thing. Though it's fun. I got a lot of funny stories about all that stuff. But definitely haven't seen nothing really, really fucked up. There's just been a lot of unpleasant things, I guess you could say. Fuck yeah, man. It's gonna get better, though. We know it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, man. Uh, people really like documentaries, dude. And that documentary that Anvil did, man. That that pretty much. I mean, that like made them. I hate to say it, but, like, that made them relevant again. Like, you know, they started selling albums after that and shit. Yeah, I mean, they, I remember right after that, they were touring, they were playing right, they were playing right, uh, House of Blues right by where I lived, it was sold out. I mean, it, you never, I mean, that's the thing, you never know when your break might come. As long as, yeah, that's just proof right there. If you just never give up on something, you really believe in something, I mean, who knows? I mean, it might take a long time, but anything can happen, I guess. I guess that's the good thing about 
about living. You never know what could happen. Yeah. Like, uh, Pentagram did, did a similar thing, too. Like, uh, you know, I know not a lot of people knew very much about them, and then they put out a documentary, and it's on Netflix. Next thing you know, fucking people are all fucking checking them out, man. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I never actually saw that one. I'm not to check that out. It's on Netflix. Yeah, you... Yeah, if you guys uh, fucking ever get the bug, man, you should try to make a documentary or something and uh, tell your story, put it on YouTube or some shit, man. It fucking might, uh, you know, that might turn on some turn some new people onto it. I think I think people, it's kind of like uh, when you're on the freeway and you're talking shit, like man, everybody's slowing down just because there's a car wreck or whatever. But once you pull up to it, you also slow down because you want to look too. I think that's how naturally. I mean, our our story would be like that car wreck, so that's a good idea. We might have to do that. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! So, uh, yeah, it might work. back to the music, man. Tell us about uh, your lyrical fucking uh, like. Uh, tell us what some of your songs are based on and stuff like that, man. Okay. Um. Well, I'm I'm a drummer, but I also write all the lyrics. That's just something I've always done. And the dude, uh, our vocalist, his name's Eddie. He's just cool with it. He's like, sure, write them, you know. So I I just take a liberty in doing it and. A lot of the lyrics I write are, I don't know, I feel like just a lot of real life things, like let's say I could watch the news and I could see something that I don't like, like whether it's, uh, you know, people getting, that's the beauty about writing lyrics, you could take anything and make it sound like, I remember once I wrote a song about uh, my dog dying, and I made it sound like it was this crazy thing, you know, and people thought it was like, Oh man, what's that? I was like, oh, my dog died. Or, you know, like I don't know. I just, I, uh, it's, it's hard for me to explain overall because I can't really think of a song like exactly this song means like this, whatever. But definitely for the new album, I wrote a lot about. Uh, it's kind of all over the place to be honest, because I was dealing with like a lot of things then. There was a lot of stuff in politics, stuff in, uh, you know, just corruption things that I I would always read. And just I feel like there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of things that are un- un- unjust in life, but then also at the same time, I was going through some personal stuff, and I was I was having a lot of uh, anxiety issues, depression issues. So you know, my lyrics were all over the place. One minute I write about um, about like a war that's going on, stuff that I see in the news, and then the next minute I'm writing about how it's so hard to just even leave my room and like stuff like that. You know, so I, I think this next album lyrically, it's actually, I mean, I find it to be interesting because. It's not just like, okay, this is what he's talking about, and it's just one thing. It's just, it's, like I said, it's all over the place, but it's in a good way, I feel like. Hell yeah, dude. Right on, man. And and, uh, the recording process, can you tell us about that, too? Because you guys are uh, DIY, right? Um, This album, we actually, I can't say enough. Like, Like I said, we've been ripped off by recording studios so much. This time we found a dude, uh, his name's John Haddad. He used to be, I forgot what band he used to play in it. I can't think, but uh, he was, he's in Corona, California, and he does that at his house, but it's all legit. He works with a lot of bands from, he's worked with uh, labels uh, from Nuclear Blast to Prosthetic Records, I believe. Things like, you know, and we weren't sure because we're traumatized by studios. You know, we always get ripped off, so we went, we checked it out, we took a chance with him, and he definitely restored our faith in human beings as far as recording goes. Like it was, it was such a good experience. He was a cool dude. 
He, oh yeah, the, the band he was in was called Phobia. That's the band he was in. And um, every, everything was cool, man. I went, I tracked all the drums in two days. We did all the guitars in one and a half days. I did all the bass in one day, the vocals in two days. It was just so smooth. And I, I just feel like with when people hear the, the, the album, I mean, I don't know, I guess for me I could tell because I experienced it, but I, I just feel like everything is just next level. If you've heard our Shadows of Ruin album, this one is it's a hundred times better. Everything, like production-wise, songwriting-wise, like you can just, I can almost feel like we were just in a much better place when we did this. So uh, definitely looking forward to putting it out there so everybody could check it out. I mean, if, if you know people like it, then that's great. If they don't like it, I mean, we're not for everybody, but uh, it was definitely a lot of fun recording this time. I can't wait to do it again with that guy. Fuck yeah, man. That's badass. Yeah, you could you definitely tell, man. This fucking shit sounds fucking 100%, dude. Yeah, it's all real shit, too. Like, I mean, everything you hear is exactly what what, what was played, you know? Like, there was, uh, as far as drums went, there was hardly any spots that I had to go in and do some punch-ins. I pretty much wanted to, wanted to do everything in one... Hey, even if it took me a couple tries, I wanted to just play through the whole thing. So there, and there's definitely guitars, you know, every, everything, real amps, like everything is just is real, and that's why I like it. I'd rather have something that sounds pretty good and it's all real versus something that sounds like a million dollars and it's all fake, it's just fake drums, fake everything. Which, that's cool that people do that because that's that's uh, the beauty about the technology nowadays. You can you can basically be a one-man band and that's, that's totally cool, but definitely for us, we had something to prove and we just wanted to be able to show like look we our hands are all over this thing and it worked out I, I feel like it worked out really good man you were saying that you guys got ripped off and you're traumatized can you tell us a little about that like what happened okay um so very first time we ever recorded uh we had this guy hit us up he's still out there and i'm not gonna mention his name let's just say he looked like goldilocks mm-hmm. but um he was, uh, he actually hit us up to record. He was a starving musician, he called himself, and he gave, he, he gave us, he gave us an offer. I'll record you guys, I'll charge you this, charge you this, blah, 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 blah. So we are like, okay, cool. You know, we accepted his terms, I and mean, it sounded good, and we made an agreement. So every weekend, we went to his place, we recorded, we did about 12 songs. Every time we went there, we handed him a bunch of cash, and, uh, for the day, and we finally, we recorded everything. Everything was tracked. All he, he said he had to mix it and send it to us and do all that stuff. So we basically, we never heard nothing again for like three, four, five, six, seven months. Like literally didn't have any contact with him. So finally I'm kind of like, dude, what the fuck, what's going on? I hit him up. I tried writing him a couple of emails being, being the nice guy that I am. But eventually, you know, when someone pisses you off, it's like, you're, you know, you can't, you got to be more stern so I wrote him I was like hey man what's going on we feel like you're ripping us off all this stuff so finally because I guess he got mad that I got mad he wrote me back and he was like you know what this is way more work than I ever thought it was gonna be if you want your trash you're gonna have to pay me triple now and blah blah he like raised the rate so crazy and we were like what the fuck like dude we are literally agreeing to what you like you, this is your offer. You told us I will do this for you for this much. And every time we handed him cash, he didn't have a problem with what he was getting paid with. He actually called us his seniors at one point because he didn't have any money. Mm. And basically, he got 
got mad and he never he disappeared. He never gave us our tracks. Never heard nothing again. And that was our very first time recording our recording experience. And basically because of that, that band we were in just it just fell apart. We were like, you know what, fuck this. We're not gonna. I, I don't know. It was just like uh, it just ruined everything. You know? Damn, so man. that was our that was our first experience and. If you're out there listening to this, fuck you. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I gotta say about that guy. Yeah, that is fucked up, man. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean that's just the way it is, you know. I mean we can't we can't do anything about it, but it's it, we thought we were gonna learn our lesson from that, but after that we went to another studio uh, with a different band, and like I said, the dude was he kind of knew a little bit. But he just thought he was the greatest thing to recording, and he he uh, he did the Shadows album. It doesn't sound bad, but man, it could have been so much better if this guy knew what he was doing. But he man, he charged us. We paid at least double the amount of what we did for this album, and we're so much more happier with this album coming out. So that's why I, I feel like once you find a good spot, hold on to that man because you don't you don't want to end up like us and sit there sit there crying with nothing, you know. But we, we definitely appreciate the guy that did our album, uh, John Haddad, Trench Studios. Look him up if you're ever in the Corona, California area. Well, that's Highly cool. recommend that guy. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are heading in the right direction now, though. That's, that's definitely cool, man. Yeah, if you're not, if, as long as we're heading in the right direction, that's all I care about. Slow progress, still progress. That's what I always hear. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I guess I'm about out of questions for you. Is there anything else you want to add to let the people know? Um, just thank you everybody who listened to our tracks, who have an interest in our band. Like you, I'm sure a lot of you guys are musicians out there. You know how hard it is to get people to give one fuck about anything that you do as far as music. So we definitely, when I say we appreciate everybody, we definitely mean it. Like 100%. We, I don't, I feel like, uh, somebody even streaming our song, you know, that's just, that, that's like the greatest thing in the world for us. So thank you to everybody. We appreciate you. Follow us on uh, on Facebook if you, if you have it. We're also on Instagram. If you want to keep up with us, we're going to be uh, releasing the album artwork actually probably next week. So if you want to want to keep up with us, please, you're more than welcome to follow us. Hell yeah, dude! All right. Well, before I let you go, got to get you to make a station tag. All right. Okay. All right, whenever you're ready, say, uh, this is Dawn of Eternity, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Okay, here I go. What's up? This is Dawn of Eternity. You are listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Crank that shit up. Damn, I think I fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that good or no? I don't know. That sounded cool, but you can can do it again if you want to. Let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. All right, man, go. <laughs> no, dude. Lots of people, dude. Oh my All god, right. I, I got lots of bloopers, man. Damn. All right, I'm gonna try not to make a blooper. Hurry up. Here we go. All right. What's up? This is Dawn of Eternity, and you are listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Crank that shit the fuck up. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. I had to sound like I knew what I was talking about, not like I was asking a question. You know, so I think that one was good. You definitely nailed it, bro. Alright, cool. <laughs> Alright, man. Well, uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to blast some more Dawn of Eternity for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, alright? Alright, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime, brother. Alright.
right. Talk to you later, man. Yeah. All right, bye. There you have it, folks. Dawn of Eternity, live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation fucking radio. Like I always say, put your speakers in your fucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them wherever the fuck you can to make people fucking pissed. Make them angry. If you don't see U-Haul trucks in the driveways surrounding you tomorrow, either you didn't blast it loud enough or you got some serious metalheads for neighbors.